Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Oh my god, we're back again. No, it's not the Backstreet Boys, it's the SDL Boys. You're back listening to Saturday Draft Live. We've had a wee hiatus over the Christmas break. We fancied eating a lot of food and drinking a lot of drink. But we are back in the new year for 2021 and by god are we ready to talk about the draft. Before we get on to what we're going to do this episode, find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a listen, give us a follow or subscription, leave us a nice wee review, say that I have such a delicate voice because I know you all think that. Find us on Twitter, Suplex Retweet, find us on Facebook, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, join the community page, get talking about wrestling because we all love wrestling. Check us on Instagram as well, Suplex Retweet. We've got the website, suplexretweet.com. I am so excited to talk about the draft. And here are my other Backstreet Boys, David Hockney, Scott McLeod, Take Boo. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's good to be back, Jack, and happy 2021 to all our listeners. Yeah, people say, tell me why you had to go away. And I'll tell you why, because we, we needed a break. And help, fuck me if I'm recording on Bloody Boxing Day. So we had to take a break, and I didn't think the last couple of weeks would be as eventful as they, as they ended up being. I uh, we've seemed to miss quite a quite a few things we're going away, but obviously Dave Dave is kind as ever. I was posting our midweek our, our midweek updates actually became week updates on the community page. So he broke down the scores all there. So Dave, golf mm-hmm. clap for you, my friend. Golf thank clap. You, thank you, yeah, thank you. Definitely. I mean, we're all about you know keeping our listeners informed, uh, in both in an impartial sense and in as detailed as possible with all the stats, analytics, and facts that you could ever want out of. Uh, out of a show such as our one. The most unbiased show in any podcast and network ever. That's the kind of things I've been told from our listeners. And no, we're just, we're great. What, what can we say? But that's by the by. Obviously, when you listen, we go through the top three of the week. But as I've said before, we weren't here the past few weeks. So we're doing the top three of the SDL break and coming in in third place with 38 points, Scott. It is Ryan Gallagher's captain. Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not surprised that that's the case. Yeah, because like Roman didn't have a really eventful couple of weeks. He didn't really wrestle a lot. You know, he, he had one match. The only matches he wrestled were Universal Title matches because we uh, did our last episode right before TLC. So he retained at TLC, then did the cage match in uh, the Christmas Day SmackDown. And so there was two big title defences. And there's that extra jump of, of points. And again, proving why Roman Reigns is such a valuable uh, pick in the draft. And then even like weeks like this week, where he's just appearing, he's still racking up the points. And uh, I don't know if you want to talk that much about it, but like, having seen who his opponent is, I think it's fair to say an easy, an easy win for Ryan at the Rumble, like regards uh, to Roman. Fuck it, I'll say his opponent. Adam Pearce. Who, who would have thought it? Uh, who would have thought it? Is he, is he going to be a draft contender for next season, Scott? Well, you know, former NWA champion, you know, Adam Pierce. But you know, like I, I'm not against that match. I just wouldn't have it as a as a rumble. But you know, at least there's a, a purpose for this. You know, Ethan Roman's pushing his weight around, and 
Aaron Pierce didn't come out and just ask for a for a title shot like some other people. <laughs> Aye, it's it's um, it's been a good few weeks for for Roman. I was like Ryan's when they expecting quite a bit of points come that Royal Rumble time when he's got the match against Adam Pearce and no doubt there'll be quite a lot of promo segments so he'll get a decent amount of appearance points between now and then as well but we see here Dave that Roman Reigns 58 points overall in third place mm-hmm. on the top 10 of the season but our second place top 3 of the week is joint first on the top 10 of the season 47 points and 75 points respectively Drew McIntyre obviously guys captain Mm-hmm. Done very well for Gary here. Yeah, absolutely. Like TLC, you know, he fights off not just AJ Styles, but also an opportunistic cashing in Miz. Uh, so, but unfortunately, Miz uh, did regain the contract uh, further down the line. So there's there's still the threat looming of money in the bank. But at least Drew can now say he could he successfully defended against a cash in, which was uh, quite a good way to to end the year. But also he had that title defense against Keith Lee on Legends Night, which has obviously helped boost his points up a bit and that's the thing I've noticed about the top three for the last three weeks is that all three of them have actually had at least two successful title defenses with the captaincy applied and that's why they're scoring so highly uh, it just it just goes to show you know if you pick a champion and you put the captaincy on them it can be very very beneficial even over the space of just you know a couple of weeks and, uh, Scott we were just talking about there obviously uh, we said it's Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce at the Royal Rumble I think many would have assumed that it was going to be Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, but as in fact going to be Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Should should Gary be scared in any way that the Goldberg curse might happen to Drew, or do we think that Goldberg will actually lose? Uh, I think Gary will be seeing his prayers every night between now and the Rumble, so that he <laughs> don't sacrifice Drew to Goldberg like they did to Bray Wyatt, like they did to with Kevin Owens. But I think given the fact it's happening at the Rumble. Uh, has me thinking that yeah, it's more likely that Roman will retain and uh, I want to follow on Dave's point like we talked to you've had title defences over the last couple of weeks and I think it's quite interesting because not only do they have a big presence at TLC but given that we thought well nothing will really happen of note in these three weeks that we go away and that we thought well nobody's really watched this time let's give them a reason to actually watch and they've been putting on some major like title matches even as uh, recent as last night we had two title matches on last night's Smackdown I think it's paying off because I think the, the one of the last episodes of SmackDown uh, of 2020 was actually the highest rated of that year. Aye, that, that, that did very well with it, especially the celebrations. I think everybody was wanting, also wanting that big E win. But I Dave, certainly wanted that big E win. <laughs> <laughs> that's done you a lot of favours, to be fair. But Dave, I'll, I'll come to, I'll let you break down what's happened to our top three over the holidays. Ask about 49 points. Tell us, tell us the accolades that's happened about Ask over this wee break. Well, so <laughs> last time we uh, we talked to you uh, on STL, we were just, uh, I think we were just covering TLC. So in the space of between then and now, Asuka has won the Women's Tag Team Championships with Charlotte. She successfully defended them in a triple threat elimination on the following SmackDown. And she also has won multiple other matches in between, uh, both on Monday Night Raw and the following SmackDowns. And in doing so, has accumulated probably the most amount of points in one time period. And that's what the captaincy applied. So, and I will say this, to anybody who didn't pick Asuka in the first round of uh, this season's kickoff, uh, you must feel like a right mug right now. 
Well, imagine you picked Eo Shirai instead or something. Oh, oh dear. What would you be thinking, you know? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to Derek, you know, he's it was, it's his first draft, you know, there's not not much can be done. But I think I think we should just kinda boys have a wee look over the just the top ten of the season, how that's changed over a wee bit. I'll just I'll I'll briefly go through it through it quickly. Obviously we've got Fish and Strong or tens and twenty eight points. We have Sasha Banks, Scott, twenty nine points. That was your your kind of standout pick and he's now your captain, isn't it? Yeah, I'm wondering if I should have put it on Big E because no offence to, to Sasha, but Big E scoring higher than her and actually defended it more. Wasn't he might defend that belt more frequently than Sasha would defend hers? So I can't see her getting out of the tail defence until the Rumble. But, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not really much for me to be complaining. I've got two top picks uh, with getting me championship points. So, you know, she's doing well like, as a captain. And then a lovely sight to see tied with, tied with that there, R-Truth. I love seeing R-Truth <laughs> in the top 10. I picked him in my first ever draft team when he was <laughs> when it was the very, very hot potato-like thing with Drake Maverick in the 24-7 title scene. We've got our AEW World Champion Kenny Omega for Grant, helping him out in purgatory, 31 points. I've got Cody's in 32 points myself. Ozzy Scott, as you said, your captain, Big E, 36.5 points. But, uh, Dave, we were having a wee conversation. I said maybe Big E should be my captain, but (laughs) I'm saying either way, they're both really well performing. Uh, You you can't complain. I mean, you can't. You could have put the captain in Big E, but that's by the by. But, uh, Dave, we had a wee conversation before the show started uh, mm-hmm. about Strack and Johnny Gargano. Fourth mm-hmm. place, 38 points, and he was picked in the fourth round, I think you said, overall yep. pick number 43. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I know, I mean, it's. Uh, I, think it obviously, I think it puts down to the fact that you know, Strack has changed his captain to Johnny Gargano as well, and it's paid off immensely, because like, Gargano was a fourth round pick, and that's usually someone you want to help prop up your team, not one that's you want to sort of lead your team forward. But what's happened with Johnny Gargano in the last few weeks? You know, he successfully regained the NXT North American title. He defended it against Leon Ruff, and he's being heavily featured as part of this new faction, The Way. So expect him to see a lot of uh, appearance points from Gargano and maybe a few more wins upcoming. And he's also been announced uh, to be partnering with Austin Theory in the next Dusty Cup. So I think Strack could possibly pull back, you know, a late leader so as not to sort of finish near the bottom of the table. It seems that the Gargano curse is over, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, Touchwood, obviously, I like Johnny Gargano. I don't want to see him fail, but he's helping. He's helping Strack, so we can't complain. Also, as we said, our top three is Roman, Asuka and Drew at that top of the table. So it's it's quite interesting, interesting to see certain things are happening there. But I'll go over to... Our purgatory boys now, the boys that are fighting to draft first for the next season eight of the draft. David Campbell was on 70 points and Grant's on 102. But we've been informed by David Campbell that he has changed his captain to Bailey as he thinks that she will be the winner of the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble match. Scott, what's, what's, what's your thoughts on David Campbell making this change? Uh, can be a brief reminder, who was his captain before? Uh, was it- I think it was Nyan Shana. I think you really should have been Bailey from the off. I can see why you would want to switch very close to the Rumble. It's a smart choice if you think she's going to uh, uh, win the Rumble. Uh, you know, we we like to call things down the I'm just calling things like as I see them. You know, David Campbell 
the three weeks we've been away, he's been doing a lot of talking here. Because <laughs> like at the moment, he's, he's starting to close the gap, and he was having a go at us for saying that, like, we're basically accusing us of saying that he couldn't really catch up to Grant. Given the fact that when we were talking about that, it was right before Kenny O'Malley was said to have another title defence, and we said how that was going to help Grant further widen the gap. We're not saying that Bailey can't win the Royal Rumble. We're just saying, saying that David Campbell is putting a lot on Billy winning the Rumble, and it's going to be very difficult for him to close the gap if Bailey doesn't win the Rumble. And then he's having a go at people in the Bloody Listeners League, which I don't know why. I mean, we're trying to, you know great community engagement here and to get in touch where our listeners have them take part and be part of the feel like part of the show and he's having a go at people and then but the people like Alan Laurie are arguing back with him like don't be worrying about him Alan Alan you need to be closing the gap of your own you're buddy number third and uh, third in a two horse race here in the listeners league as we'll see in a minute but I mean you know, I just, Ryan O'Bature's giving the big licks as well and he's bloody bottom of the table so you're right there and it's just Anyway, it's just one thing after another. We did. We tried to be professional here, but he, he keeps calling us bozos and stuff like that, you know. Because, you know, with him and some other people, it's like, we, if one of us so much as compliments the other one on, a, on our haircut, we're, we're being accused of SEL bias here, you know, we can't fucking say anything on this show. You know, you know what the worst thing was when he had that live stream the other day in the community page, which you should all check out, by the way, uh, he did, a, he did a midweek update and was pretending to be me. But the most insulting thing about that was that he did it on the wrong day. <laughs> he did it on the Wednesday instead of the Thursday. Shocking. I mean, to be fair to David, he's no longer doing this whole I live in darkness thing. I am the night. I am a shit Batman. Whatever it is he was doing. <laughs> but, you know, fair dude, if Bailey wins the rumble and you manage to close that gap, fair enough, you came back from us. We were just seeing how, at the start, Grant made a smart pick by picking people like Kenny Omega, and that was helping widen the gap. And, like, we're just pointing out things as we see them, but apparently we can't do right for doing wrong with David Campbell sometimes. Yeah. If I could just say my bit on Campbell switching the captaincy to Bailey, I think it's probably the best thing he could do at this stage, because Bailey has been heavily rumoured as a favourite to be winning the Women's Royal Rumble. And take it from somebody who actually won a draft season because of... Not just one Royal Rumble win, but two Rumble wins. Like, I was very... I left my captaincy change too late, unfortunately, but Drew won the Rumble as part of my team, and it scores massive points. Like, no word of a lie. So, I, I appreciate, you know, Campbell's uh, grit to put all his chips on, on Bailey on this one. Yeah, it's... Bailey's, Bailey's been a member of my team before, and that was last year's... WrestleMania the year before, I can't mind, I think it was last year, and it was uh, when she won the, the five or the six pack challenge thing when she defended the title, and that took me from like eighth to like fourth overall because she was my captain. So, like, it's, it is a very good choice by David Campbell. Yeah. I fully agree, I fully respect the decision he's made. I think also he really should hope that Bailey does win, not just for the win, but like, we'll get Bailey and how she usually points when it's the first season she's not had the title. And I said there was going to be a big difference when Bailey is not the champion like during a season. And I think looking at the season, this might be one of Bailey's probably Bailey's lowest performing season so far. But I think obviously all the difference can be made if she wins the Rumble because it's like at least 10 or so points just from a Rumble win and then with captaincy added to 
you know, and also, also depending on how top picks like on Grant Steel and Mega Kenny Omega, how they appear on uh, on Dynamite, because like, I know he's putting all this on daily, but again, it's all about like, not just hoping your team does well, but other people's teams do shite. So it's all, all matters. It's not just like, oh, Bailey was verbal, then he starts closing the gap. It's like, you need to think about how Grant's team's going to perform in the next couple of weeks, because a good performance one week from Grant could then further open the gap. Aye, it's something that we've something that's always a, it's always always a danger considering who Grant has in his team as well. So he's got the new day. I was it just lost the tag belts. Unfortunately, it's not helped to be. He's got Kenny Omega, AEW World Champion. He's got Tony Storm. who's doing well in NXT. MJF is always a stable weight in AEW. But you've got Pete Dunne as well. It seems to be the next challenger to to Finn Balor. Obviously, that's probably going to happen at TakeOver coming in February, so we'll just miss out on that season, but Pete Dunne will probably feature quite a bit. So it's it's interesting. I think it'll be tighter than maybe what we once said to begin with. I I, I, I can't call it yet. I can't call yeah. it on the wind purgatory. Yeah, and also Grant, I think, has Abaddon, who lost to Karo Shida oh, yeah. in a title match on, on Dynamite, so that's not going to really do me any favours. I think that kind of counter almost cancelled out some of the points he was able to get that same night a dynamite because the same night came Omega retained she lost. So I don't think it was much of a as much of a jump as he was hoping for, uh, points wise. And now we'll move on to the, the main league of season seven of the draft and we'll start from the bottom to the top like we always do. Kwaku, our resident raffist of ESSR if you haven't seen the Archer feature show, I implore you to check that out or even just check out I say, or even check out both, even the wee clips they put up on our Facebook and Twitter, our Quacker app, and it's absolutely fantastic stuff. Check it out. The boy deserves a record label, unless he wants to go down the independent route and just release his rap on Spotify. Quacker, do that. He's on 72.5 points. We've got Strack on 84 points at the ninth place. Derek, 8th place with 94.5 points. You find myself 98 points in 7th place. Our early season leader Ross McLeod one that we we have said in the past that we can't count him out I'm counting out counting him out right now he's in sixth with 99 points tied to Stephen on 99 points as well he's had a bit of a fall from grace hasn't he David Ross oh, yeah it's a shame because you know he always seems to start off well with the drafts but as soon as we sort of come into the sort of last couple of weeks he always seems to drop down the table it's it's almost like he treats us as a sprint rather than a marathon and it's maybe maybe he's just got unlucky but Again, it's just one of those things, unfortunately. Nice. Is it's that a, it's a shame? I don't I mean, know. I think Ross uh, wasn't held with that. I mean, he had a strong start when uh, Candice LeRae's team won at, uh, won yeah. at Wargate. But like, he's had featured people but aren't, who aren't really getting wins. Because Candice is appearing in segments with the way but not wrestling. AJ has had a, a big loss. Like, he didn't win at TLC. And also, like, Cole O'Reilly, his tag team, was fine for war games, but it hasn't paid off. And then he was one of the only people in last night's gauntlet that had somebody in the gauntlet. But he had Baron Corbin, who uh, came in and then was eliminated by Shinsuke Nakamura. And then Ali Mysterio has suddenly done a disappearing act. So, and also Damien Priest lost on NXT. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things that he's admitted himself that every now and then it's very possible for the last couple of weeks for him to stumble at one of the last hurdles. From this point here, where Stephen is at 99 points alongside Ross, it's kind of it turns into the four 
the four horse race for the, the title this season. Also, we've got Gary, fourth place, 121 and a half points, but he does have Drew McIntyre as his captain. Going to Royal Rumble, that could prove dividends at the end of the season. Same with Ryan Gallagher, who's in third place, 125 points with Roland Reigns as captain. But then it's, I take great pleasure in saying this, not by to say my two SDL boys in the top two positions. Golf clap, everyone. Well done. You deserve it. Scott, 120 and a half points. David, 150. Mm-hmm. Just can't complain of that. No, you cannot. I mean, it's... Uh... Over 20 points ahead of Scott, but it's the gaps are definitely showing in the table. You know, you get me solely sitting at the top there, and then you've got Scott Ryan and Gary who are sort of there and thereabouts the same position. So any of those guys could, you know, maintain second or jump to second. Like, bear in mind Ryan as well. Ryan's made quite a bit of a jump over the last few weeks, primarily down to Roman Reigns as his captain. And he's if he successfully defends against Adam Pearce, he could easily show up to second place. Uh among Ryan's team, though, I don't really see anybody who could win the respective Royal Rumbles because the rest of his team is uh, AEW, NXT. Uh, the only female representative he had that could show up in the Women's Royal Rumble is Dakota Kai. But I think she's sort of been put on the, the back burner a bit ahead of the likes of like Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, and as for mentioned, you know, like Bailey and Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. I think getting the big easy Intercontinental Champion, they're now... Uh, it's less likely he'll win the Rumble, but uh, I'm hoping he has a strong performance, even if he doesn't win in the Rumble, which could help closing the gap between me and, and David. But is it Gary and uh, Ryan have always always have a chance of, of closing it? Because like, Ryan had a really big week with like, New Year's Eve. He had like multiple successful title retentions from people on his team in the one night. And Gary, I think, out of us, the top four has them one most likely to win a Rumble match with Rhea Ripley I think is a heavy favourite to win a, a Royal Rumble because like, she's maybe getting called up soon and uh, I think Charlotte will be Raw Women's Champions and I've convinced myself of this and it's going to be Rhea Ripley and Charlotte and this is where Rhea gets the revenge from last year and I think for your seat David in your season you should probably hope that Charlotte win the title for Masca comes some point next season and not this season I'll admit, I probably don't look like I've got somebody to win a Royal Rumble this year, but I'm okay with that because Asuka, uh, as long as she keeps defending you know, the Women's Tag Team Championships and if she gets regular appearances as Raw Women's Champion, I think I should be in pretty good standing either way. So it doesn't really matter if, you know, if somebody wins a Royal Rumble match with the captaincy on, but they're all the way down, like, say, sort of the, the lower half of the table, it, won't, it doesn't really make much of a difference. Yeah, and I'm also still holding out hope that Matt Riddle might win the US title by the end of the season. Because there have been rumours of a thing between him and Bobby Lashley. I think given how high Vince is on, on Matt Riddle, then it's a high chance he will win the title. And they'll have had a few weeks of them hold like three or four holding their belts. So they'll also keep the, the tie belts on them, but then move the singles belt off of, of Lashley. And it still kind of keeps the heart business strong. They've still got some like gold. Honestly, going back to it down the table a wee bit to Derek's team, you know, I think it's not helped that last night the Street Profits lost the tag titles to uh, to Rude and Ziggler. Uh, something I don't think anybody really wanted to see. But I, th- I feel bad that we've kind of been slagging Io Shirai because she is a strong uh, pick. You know, she's NXT Women's Champion. It's just also she wasn't on the winning team at War Games. And at the moment, she's not really doing much. But like, I've no, I think because at the moment they're building challenges for her. Rather than having her do anything, I've known. I think part of that is because Takeover isn't till February, 
I don't think it'll be till end of this season start next season where she'll start actually doing stuff of note on television. Aye, that will be that will be good. I think maybe a, a, a play for next season. You'll sure I unfortunately I think the the, the role of the dice failed for failed for yeah. Derek. But 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 yep. Dave, yeah, it's time to break it down. What DX style? <laughs> break down the Western League for us. Also, the points did not stop for them either during this winter break. No, no, they have not. And we'll start at the bottom of the table, unfortunately. Ryan Dalgleish still there, but he does have the best score ever with 69 points in the socially distance <laughs> table. The the big letdown for him this week was that he has the Street Profits as his team captains and they just lost the tag team titles to Team Rudolph. So that's a bit of a, a bummer for him. And he's also got Sami Zayn, who was eliminated in quick fashion in the gauntlet match. Quite a quite a tough time for Ryan and his team. You know, Kaylee Ray's been pretty absent too. Moxley's only just appeared back. Damian Priest lost to Karrion Cross. It's it's not been good for Ryan. Uh, up next, it's a bit of a jump. Tom Brock and the Raw Boys with 96 points. Uh, Kenny Omega getting that successful retention against Ray Phoenix was a big booster for him. So he stays away from the, the bottom of the table. Next, we have Mark Hume. You done goofed with 102 points. Uh, again, he also has the Street Profits as his team, so I imagine he took a bit of damage from uh, Street Profits losing. But Hikaru Shida retaining the women's title against Abaddon, that was, a, that was some points for him there. So he maintains uh, fifth place in the table. Next, we have Gary Morris, Quizzy Rascals on 114 points. Uh, Drew McIntyre obviously paying dividends for him with the two successful title defences. Santos Escobar uh, retaining the Cruiserweight title against Grand Metalik. So he's staying firm uh, on fourth place, right in the middle of the table. Now, moving into our top three, Alan Laurie with no team name given on 124.5 points. He's been sort of like a steady, consistent performer throughout. Uh, But again, you know, it's the same story. Street Profits is his tag team. Big E, though, that's his big big scorer this week with with a a title defense draw and a title defense win for Big E, plus Finn Balor retaining against Kyle O'Reilly. That's helped him maintain third place. Uh, but then it goes to a bit of a jump where only half a point separates the top two people in the listeners' league. Colin Blackburn on 161 and a half points with his elite team, just half a point behind Robert Shaw and the Jesters on 162. So it's uh, it's now firmly once again a two-horse race for the listeners' league with just a couple of weeks to go. So Colin's team again. Both these guys have Drew McIntyre as their team captain, so they've been helped out immensely uh, going forward. But I think Robert Shaw edges it with uh, Johnny Gargano and his team, and he success, as mentioned, he successfully retained the North American title against Leon Ruff. So this one could definitely go either way, but as we said before, Ray Ripley, also a name floating around to be uh, a winner for the Royal Rumble match. I think uh, Robert Shaw definitely has the momentum going into the Rumble, but you never know. Colin Blackburn could pull off a, a massive upset in some way or another. You know, looking at the list, there's a few things stand out uh, to me. First off, like with Don Brown, I mean, 96 points isn't a bad score. But, like, looking at uh, his team on paper, you thought he would be higher on the table than he is, like, placement-wise. But, as I said, certain people have been kind of uh, not appearing, and also the fact that, you know, we thought, you know, maybe he kind of retained... And looking at the, the top two, yeah, I think they're both be, both benefit from a Drew retention of the run. But I think if, like we were play up here as I uh, as I said, I hope that she will. Then uh, I think that would help not uh, Robert Shaw over the edge because I think if like if one of your picks has a certain amount of eliminations, you get uh, points as well. 
three or four of it we showed up, gets a couple of laminations before going out ourselves. Uh, that could be enough to just edge Robert Shaw into uh, victory of this listeners league. And looking at Alan Laurie's team, yeah, he, his team in a couple of ways is similar to mine's in that he's got Sasha Banks as his captain. So I think of a Sasha rematch with Carmel at the Rumble, which given that Carmella pinned Sasha last week, I believe, then uh, I think that's likely. Uh, obviously, you'll have benefited this week from a big E title defence like I would have. Uh, I think also with Finn Balor as well. So I think he's open for a strong performance from Big E in the Royal Rumble like I am and a, uh, another successful defence from uh, Sasha Banks, which I think would then help and maybe close the gap a bit further and get, make this more of a three-horse race at the top of the table. Hi, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting time though, it's not like it's all, it's all heating up, but we'll Aye, season eight's coming up in a few weeks. I want to, I want to ask you this, ask you both a question. Obviously, we we all have our standout champions picks that you want to take. You know your your Askers, your Drews, your Romans. But what I want to know from you is, is who would be your standout pick that isn't a champion as of right now, Dave? I'll come to you first. See, one name that really stood out to me just yesterday on SmackDown, and that's Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, he had an outstanding performance in the gauntlet match to determine the Universal Champion contender. And you almost forget, like, Nakamura has accomplished so much in WWE, you just wouldn't notice it from the way he's been booked. He's a tag team champion, intercontinental United States, and a Royal Rumble winner. Like, the guy is an absolute megastar, and yet WWE's wasting him. But I think now they realized, wait a minute... We have Shinsuke Nakamura on our roster. I think it's now's the time to actually put him in a prominent position once again. So I and I think the way he was booked in this gauntlet match, this goes to show that WWE is maybe considering, you know, maybe getting him on a singles push again, possibly even a face turn. So it wouldn't surprise me if that caught the attention of some of our draft performers and wondering, okay, maybe WWE is going to do something with him now. I'll, I'll be interested. Also, we've, we've seen recent that. SmackDown loves a gauntlet match. You know what I mean? That's that's how they seem to build their their, their angles. We've seen that with Kofi Kingston, and are we going to see that with Shinsuke Nakamura? Obviously, it's it's quite it's quite hard to tell where Roman's going to end up WrestleMania. Obviously, you, you said in the chat the day, Dave, that Nakamura got shafted again. But I said I think him losing will be better long term because it's better than a quick fix match against Reigns at the Rumble to then yeah. lose and then maybe go into obscurity again. This can give something to build on. So I definitely agree that he, he could be a good kind of third, third round pick, even third, fourth round pick potentially for next season of the draft. I admit, maybe I was a bit hasty with my comments about him getting, uh, getting let down. But in hindsight, I think this is actually a lot better for him. So yeah, I, I admit I was, I was a bit hasty on that. Scott, who's, who's your standout pick? I'd briefly comment on what Dave said about Nakamura. I think, yeah, he had the strongest performance in the gauntlet. I think a heel-v-heel match uh, against Rowan would be a bit jarring for some people. And also, it would kind of risk undoing some of the work that they would have done in the gauntlet by having him win to then immediately lose to Rowan. But I can see where you're, where you're, where you're thinking of when you mentioned that. Uh, looking at people who will be top picks, I think Orton is always the top pick. Because like whether or not they do the match with with uh, Edge at Mania, like we've been hearing the rumours about, he'll be a future player in the lead up to WrestleMania. 
you know, if they maybe they'll continue the thing with uh, the Fiend for a while in the middle, and then he'll have probably a featured match at WrestleMania. Uh, also, after last week's uh, AEW, or this past week's AEW, rather, uh, I would say as a singles pick, maybe people should have their eye on Wardlow. Oh. I think Wardlow... Just beating uh, Jake Hager this week. Mm-hmm. You know, with the whole thing with the inner circle, and he's, you know, he's always appearing alongside MJF, but I think after like matches with like he had with Jake Hager, he will start to feature more singles matches uh, going forward. So I think he will definitely be somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, that could that could be a good shout. Actually, that's that's one that didn't really come to my head. But I think the one for me, I think that our women's Royal Rumble winner and uh, David Campbell's women's Royal Rumble winner, uh, Bailey. I think it's it's hard to discount her. I think that we me me and David Campbell were discussing it a bit on. Conspiracy theory: Who we think the the champions will be at the end of twenty twenty one? And I said Bianca Belair. I, I think it's 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 too soon for that to happen yet. And I don't know if what other women's title match they can have in SmackDown side of WrestleMania other than Sasha and Bailey. So I think I think Bailey could be a standout pick for next season. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, everyone. No, I think it might be a. I think you might be onto something there. That is assuming they do go with the Sasha Bailey match at WrestleMania. But I wouldn't rule out Rhea Ripley either, given, you know, she even though she lost to Raquel Gonzalez this week in the last woman standing, that implies that she's now moving to Raw or SmackDown. And I think she's going to be pushed to the moon when she goes there. So if it doesn't come to WrestleMania time, you know, if she doesn't get involved in some capacity, I think she's definitely going to be one to watch. Yeah, because like also with the rumours are getting called up, the main roster soon and I think given that those rumours Damian Priest uh, like uh, even though he's not going to be debuting back to his Kevin Owens pal as the original plan was apparently he's going to be when he does show up he'll be part of Raw so I think if he probably shows up maybe at the Rumble and then debuts officially afterwards then if you, you can get him as a singles pick I would probably maybe as a third round pick or something like that because you know he'll have that first few weeks where he's actually been featured in winning matches and you can re- reckon the points before he fucking disappears and appears on main event for the next few weeks or whatever they do with Buddy and the new call-ups. But something I wanted to mention earlier on is that you know what I think uh, is most hurt by the fact that Goldberg is challenging Drew at the Rumble? <laughs> Sheamus. <laughs> I feel bad for Sheamus. It felt like they were setting up, felt for weeks that they were setting up Drew versus Sheamus at the Royal Rumble. You know, Sheamus lost to Keith Lee uh, so Keely got around the show at Lives Night, then I thought that was going to lead to then Seamus coming out, oh, we're going to celebrate your win, and then Seamus turns on him, that starts the build to the rumble. You know, and Derek has Seamus on his team, that's another fucking notch to the bloody Derek, poor Derek's team, because, you know, Seamus obviously wouldn't have won the title, but, you know, those first three or so weeks leading up to the rumble, being a featured player on TV, being made look credible, would have done him some good. And I feel bad for poor Seamus. <coughs> I I, I don't know if we spoke about it as well on, on the conspiracy theory, uh, this whole Drew and Sheamus thing. I said that much much of the reports as to why Goldberg's been picked out for this Rumble match is that they don't really have anyone else to fill in that match because I can, I can only really see Sheamus in that WrestleMania role against Drew if they're doing that for the retail. Obviously, there's rumours that 
Drew might face Roman in some capacity. I don't, I don't know how they would make that make that work. But if they were doing a championship side, just on a story basis, I can only realise he'd go into Sheamus. So he could be, again, someone for next season that could do all right. It's like, although they say, oh, we don't have anybody for, for Drew, like, you've been establishing that this guy who's a heel that no one else trusts is pals with the WWE champion. Like, turn them against them and have them fight each other and batter each other. Like they used to, like they keep mentioning the things that they used to do it back in the day, and all that. It's like, it's like when they said, "Oh, they extended the thing with Kevin Owens," or they may have read Roman face Goldberg because they don't have anyone on on SmackDown for him, or like no, it was where face Daniel Bryan because they don't have anybody else on SmackDown for him. Like we had Kevin Owens, then the Kevin Owens thing. It's like all they're doing is, "Oh, we don't have anybody." When they've got one of those overly stacked rosters at Matt, they don't know what to fucking do with. Sorry, I'm riled myself. But I didn't realize how much this annoyed me. On that annoyed, Scott, we will we will end Saturday Draft Live there. But before we go, if you follow our personal Twitter accounts and Facebook or Instagram and whatnot, you'll know that first time films and TV and YouTube and whatever, David Camel's got that, that group of podcasts together and they are having a charity gauntlet match a Star Wars trivia contest, so to speak. We will all be competing at it tonight. Check out at 7pm. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on their Facebook. We'll no doubt be sharing it as well if you want to watch it anyway. There'll be a link as well for donating. It's going to help children fast. It's going to a great cause. It'll help children across Scotland that are that are suffering during this lockdown time right now. So please, please do check it out. It'll be great. Thank you very much. But as I said, that is all the time we've got for on Saturday Draft 5. Please check out our feature shows, our central, obviously, past episodes of Saturday Draft Live, East Meets Sweats, obviously, we just had Wrestle Kingdom, Scott, so I'm sure you and Grant will be getting that, getting an episode of that out soon for a review, won't you? Yeah, we're hoping to record uh, early next week, and I think for people talking about this gauntlet, if you're a long-time listener of this show, you've been watching since day one-ish, uh, you'll remember, I think it was like the second ever episode of this show was just after the David's first Star Wars gauntlet, it wasn't recorded, I talked about how well I did. So I'm looking to repeat that performance and go all the way this time. I'm hoping to bloody win this thing. But after my wee rant just a second ago, I need to go away, drink my green tea, settle myself down before this gauntlet. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a good laugh. It'll be a good laugh. It's all for a good cause. Yeah. Nonetheless. But, but boys, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us in the first episode of 2021. Yeah, thank you. You're good good to be back. back. You said that and you just didn't like it. And we will end there. Goodbye. We'll see you next week and we'll talk more about the draft.